Albert Einstein once said that play is the highest form of research. Well, let's get ready to do some research. This is Teach, Play, Learn, the podcast, and I am your host, Adam Peterson. Before we get to today's episode, gotta give a huge shout out to the guys behind our intro music that we use, Brian and Neil, my buddies from the band Cuckoo Kangaroo. Visit cuckoocangaroo.com to see more of their music and awesome merch, as well as check out their YouTube channel. And a big thank you to our sponsor of Teach, Play, Learn, the podcast, Jose and Sean, my friends from Berto & Co. If you don't know what Berto & Co. is, use the shopping link in the show notes to visit BertoandCo.com to see top-notch teacher planners, at-home planners, t-shirts, and more with the coolest designs on them. And when you use that shopping link and use the promo code ADAMP15, you will save yourself 15% off your order at BertoandCo.com. Let's get to today's topic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So excited to talk Teach, Play, Learn with you today with the author of the foreword of the book, as well as many other books. And she is a self-described 73-year-old who does not want to grow up, my good friend and play-based guru, Dr. Jean Feldman. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And you know, the good thing about being an early childhood teacher is you don't have to grow that's up. Right. You know, that's just part of who you are. It's, and, and I think if you do grow up, you're going to use that use that lose that joy oh, yeah. that we want to give children. Yeah, I wanted to start with with the the first couple sentences that you wrote for the forward because I absolutely love them. You said I have received countless emails from frustrated teachers because they are not allowed to have blocks or dramatic play or art or music or recess or play. The reality is that all work and no play makes makes Jack a dull boy and it makes our children dull as well. I love that line to start the book because it it sets the stone the the stage and the tone for the whole the whole book and, and you say it better than anybody else. Well, thank you. And one other thing I keep saying is the world keeps changing, but children are the same. A five-year-old's just the same as I was, you know, 70 years ago. They want to play. They want to have fun with their friends. They want to be loved. They want to feel competent and capable. And with, you know, with play, every child can feel competent and capable. Right. And, have fun. and like you say, you know, you've done your research, you've looked at it all, you, you've seen it there. Research is still being done on this kind of stuff. You just shared an amazing article with me the other day out of uh, Texas, I think it was, that was a cool mm -hmm. little video article. So I want to start with, with the, the question that I got asked. And the reason I teach the way I teach or taught the way I taught, and the reason I wrote the book was why play? So when someone says that to you and you're out and, and people who don't think like us, because there are people who don't believe this. Right. Why right. play, Dr. Gene Feldman? Well, because playing makes you smarter. That's as simple as playing, that. I like that. <laughs> playing, playing is a natural animal instinct. I mean, all animals play. Children play. That's, that's what we're born to do. And sometimes we even learn through play. Actually, I'm being a little, <laughs> a little sarcastic uh, there. <laughs> all, all to me, and all play is purposeful. It, you know, uh, free play is the best. And that's what children are losing out on so much, just going outside in nature. And um, it was a different world when I was a little girl. We didn't have televisions and we didn't have screens and there wasn't anything to do but go outside and play and use your imagination. I mean, I got one toy for Christmas. So, you know, I had to use my imagination. And that's one of the concerns with so much emphasis on structure and academics is that we're taking away children's ability to be creative and to imagine. Right, it's funny you use that word imagination. Last night we were we were sitting around, we always kind of end our night at home with, we, we relax on the couch and watch what we call a family show. Like the four of us sit down together and before we go to bed and read stories, we, we watch a little show. And 
Landon, our son, who is nine, was on the floor and he's got his Legos spread everywhere in the living room because <laughs> we're just in that mode. And he, I'm just watching him and I'm fascinated by hearing him go and build all these things. And I, I just smiled and he looked at me and said, what are you doing, dad? I said, I'm just watching you, buddy. I love seeing you use your imagination. He goes, I'm, I'm just playing. And I was like, exactly. Like, it was so yeah. fun to hear him say that. So, right. um, I, I, and, and, and playing with something real and hands on. Yes. And I think, you know, out of all the issues that are going on in the world right now, one of the things I keep saying is ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Ain't nothing like the real <laughs> I love thing. That. You can be the best screen in the whole wide world, but it's nothing like giving kids blocks and Play-Doh and taking them outside to swing. That's what they need. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so now that we're on the topic of that, um, if someone said to you, all right, I, I love these ideas. I really want to get my classroom transformed to this, but it's hard because I don't know where to start. Uh, I know things aren't everything, but but what top three things or strategies, I guess, would you recommend to a teacher who's trying to step into the play-based world and get more play into her, her full-blown curriculum? Right. And I think, you know, one of the best places to start is with your own memory of what you remember as a child and things you enjoy doing. And I tell people, if I can have two things in my classroom, I take blocks and books. I mean, I, I love wooden blocks. And one of the things that I found um, lately is that we're, we're given, we're just putting too much stuff, you know, keep it simple, yep. just plain wooden blocks. If you just give kids plain wooden blocks, have you ever seen a child pick up a wooden block and they just stroke it? It's real. It's natural. Oh, yeah. It feels so good. And, um, you know, we're so interested now in engineering skills and technology. What the best way to do that with blocks, you don't have to put all those little plastic figures and signs and things. They're just plain simple blocks yeah there's something um, nothing i love more than than past students of mine because i taught in a k-8 building and we would get you know junior high kids popping by all the time and they'd see the kids playing with the blocks and like oh can i go play too like even like, yeah, 13 yeah, 14 yeah. year olds that's what they wanted to do was I, know, go build. I know yeah it's, it's it's a natural item and it's a good thing to do um i'd also have housekeeping oh yes um oh uh, and nothing better than housekeeping and baby dolls. And, and that's how they learn to be grown-ups. They work out roles when they're little um, with housekeeping area. Um, and, and you can call it dramatic play and change it, that's fine too. And then probably um, another area would be uh, the, the easel and the creative arts and open-ended art activities, not just cut and paste and glue, but supplies that children are welcome to get out and use and that could be play-doh that could be natural items um things like that so those would be the three most important ones too i like that and i was gonna ask you your advice but i think you kind of just gave it with all of those things one thing i want to point out and kind of talk about you i guess if we're going to do that today is is the one thing i love about you is you've stuck to your roots even in these changing times you're not someone who is, has started forcing technology in the hands of kids, you go right back to finger plays and puppets and sing songs and dances. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you started out doing this and ventured out into the world of recording music and performing for kids and doing all of that, that was probably new back then, right? Like, like there weren't others doing that kind of stuff. And I love about you that you've kept that alive all these years. And I don't mean to, to say all these years. Yeah, yeah. No, because I'm not a musician. I'm just a teacher who likes to sing. There were musicians back then doing children's music, but I don't think there were a lot of people who were classroom teachers and just said, you know, let's sing or, hey, you know, maybe we could learn this if we put it to a tune, something like that. Somebody told me one time, 
draw a circle on the ground, draw a circle on the ground and put one foot in the circle. And that's the foot that represents everything you believe about children and early childhood. And that foot does not move you, just keep it there. The other foot is outside the circle and you have to dance around. You got to dance with the one that funds you. You got to dance with the one that brought you and things change in education and you have to dance around with that. But keep that foot. And if you know the research, if you know what you're talking about, you can validate those things. Sometimes people who have never taught that grade level want to come in and tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you have to help educate them and help them understand how children learn through play. You look at the brain research, you look at anything. And it will validate what you and I are talking about, Anna. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So I want to talk about you for a minute and how people can find your work. I know they can find you on social media. You do these Facebook lives all the time. But besides writing the foreword for my book, I know I can see on the shelf behind there, there you, you've been not just a musician and an author of songs, but you've, you've written books, you've written articles, you've written all kinds of stuff. So what's... I've written over 20 books for Scholastic Griffin House Creative Teaching Press. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so um, this is probably a tough question, but but what piece of work, whether maybe we'll go both ways, song and book, if you could pick your favorite, like what are you most proud of in this, this world of Dr. Jean and friends? It's kind of like asking somebody who your favorite child is. <laughs> I can't answer Don't that. Don't do that. It depends on the day and term, you know? Yeah. It depends on what kind of mood you're in. If you want to do something silly like 2D tower, you want to exercise the brain and do Wally Acha, or you want to, you know, take them on a field trip and do a cool bear hunt. It just depends. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned the, the three that you did there is, is one thing I love is I can go into any room and, and I'll mention in my writing session, I talk about you a lot and your, some of your writing stroke songs and, I know we've talked about that before. You crashed one of my sessions one time and did that with me. It was so fun out in Pennsylvania. And uh, I always say like, like who's, who's a fan of Dr. Jean Feldman? And, and a lot of the teachers in the room would be like, oh my gosh, we've used her for years. And you can always see like the teachers that are fresh out of college that are like, am I, am I supposed to raise my hand? And I, all I have to say to them is like, tutti ta, uh, the banana dance. And they're like, oh my gosh, I love her. <laughs> like they, that guacamole song, um, you know, I, I don't know what what the miracle of that is, but you know, I can meet any teenager and I'll say, do you know the guacamole song? Like, Are you the guacamole lady? Yeah, that's no, so fun. Kind of, you know, I, but you know what? That's an example that there's still a little kid inside those teenagers. They want to dance, they want to sing, they want to be yep. silly. And uh, Adam, one of my favorite stories, when my grandson finished kindergarten, and he had a fabulous teacher, but I said, KJ, did you ever do The Farmer in the Dell? And he said, no, he never did The Farmer in the Dell. And I actually started to cry. My husband said, why are you doing that now? If you don't do The Farmer in the Dell by the time you get out of kindergarten, you're never going to get to right, do it. Exactly. I mean, you're going to have time to sit in front of that screen, but you're not going to get to do the farmer in the dale mm -mm, yep. or play london bridge and and all of those good traditional songs and when children are doing those they are developing the executive function oral language brain research. i mean it's just multiple things that they learn when they're playing a silly circle game well, it's, it's amazing how how what you've taught and what you started with those little things like the brain research and the circle games and the the hand clapping and the finger plays and all that has has spread into other things and I was actually chatting with with some friends of mine who are on, on a different side of the music scene, uh, Cuckoo Kangaroo, the, the crazy guys who do dance songs and whatnot. And I said to them one time, I'm like, how did you get into the world of educational, like like teachers using your videos and songs? And they they threw out your name. They're like, well, we were doing this work with this company called Go Noodle. And they mentioned this lady, Dr. Jean, about she's so, so big on crossing the midline. So we started writing lyrics to songs that made kids 
cross their midline. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'd love to hear that. Like, because they were a completely different side of the music world than, than you are. And it was just, it was cool to hear that tie and that connection, how someone who writes goofy pop songs to, to use that one little trick for kids and, and they threw out your name and it was cool to hear. Oh, that's, that's great story. I have to say yes. one of my favorite ones though, and we do this every year in my classroom when I was there was, was your, uh, your Pizza Hut song. That was always one of our favorites. Oh, yeah. to do during, <laughs> um, our community. Yeah, uh, and, and, you know what? And you can find something wrong with anything. Somebody accused uh, me of teaching children bad health habits with that song. And you know, it's just, it's, uh, don't take things too seriously. Right. I, I, nothing that I have done has ever been meant to hurt a child oh. or, or mean anything i mean it's all about just having a good time and making life a little better for kids well i think there's a and teachers, and teachers, because yes. if the teachers, and teachers yes. yeah if the teachers are having fun the kids are going to have fun yeah i think i think there's a lot to say about the fact that you're still doing this um you're still being invited to speak kids still love to see you dance and sing so uh, I can't thank you enough for what you've done for for me as a teacher for for writing the intro and the forward to to my book, for helping teachers continue to realize how important play is and and doing your thing that you do all the time. I know you got to jump on a Facebook Live to teach more teachers and students, but uh, I I I value your friendship and your guidance more than you will ever know, and I just feel lucky that I get to learn from you all the time. So. And I thank you because you are a pioneer now out on, you know, I'm passing the torch on to you, Adam. And just, um, we have to remember they have one chance in a lifetime to be a child. And I think that's one of the things about uh, being quarantined um, that, that some of us, it's, it's almost like putting us on pause and reevaluating some right. of the things that we believe and some of the things that are important to us. And uh, another thing I'm finding is that there's a whole new appreciation for teachers and educators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and they, all the love, all of these things teachers are doing right. Their kids. I mean, it, it, it's amazing how much the ch teachers love their children. They love them like they love their own children. Yep. And I think finally people are realizing that we are all for your child. This is what we do. We're passionate about them and care about them. And I, I'm, I'm, there's, you know, every cloud has a silver lining. So maybe this is one good thing that's going to come out of all this mess. That's a good way to so. look at that. So I mentioned that you're going to jump on a Facebook Live. How can people that, that aren't following you right now find and follow Dr. Jean Feldman so they can continue to learn from you? Okay, so if you go to drjeanandfriends.blogspot.com, that's the best place to go. Right. I do a new blog every day, and all you have to do is put something in the search engine. Today, my um, my Facebook Live is about how to sell, how to have parties, Zoom parties at the end of the year, because awesome. we've never had to do this before. So I'm really excited about doing Facebook Live today. I also have a website, drjean.org, um, loaded with free activities. I have a YouTube channel, Dr. Jean YouTube, and you can um, I make videos for teachers. I also have lots of videos for children and songs and stories um and uh i have instagram and um twitter dr gene song so all right well and hopefully am, am we'll i see missing you. something am i missing i something? think i think that i think I, your website is the best place to go and you talked about your blog i i share that yeah. all the time when i'm out i'm like guys if you want to just like 
get lost in the internet for a few hours, get lost in Dr. Jean's blog. Because any, top, any topic you want, if you put it in my blog, you'll probably find something. If you don't, email me and I'll do a blog about it's, it's it. It's pretty amazing, um, yeah. you know, I've been at this rodeo 50 years. <laughs> I've collected a lot of things from teachers and teachers don't steal ideas. We borrow ideas and we harvest them and share them. And so I'm just delighted that I still have something to give back. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Jean. It was great chatting with you. Thank you again for helping with my book. Thank you for all you're doing and I'll let you go get ready for your live, but- Take care, God bless, and never stop playing. That's right. People don't grow old. People don't stop playing because they grow old. They grow old because they stop playing. So just keep on having fun and loving those kids. Take care, God bless. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, bye-bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to hear more music like what you're hearing right now, visit cuckookangaroo.com. And then please like, share, and rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it so others can find it too. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Yeah.